The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, travelers. Kevin here. And believe it or not, we are cruising towards the end of the Juno and Second Citadel series, which is wild. That's a lot to wrap my head around. Hopefully it's not news to you that this is the final season of Juno and Second Citadel. But uh, if it is, welcome. We only have a few stories left. So uh, what we wanted to do is we wanted to sort of give you a broad outline of what the release schedule for those stories will be. If you are subscribed to our online newsletter, which is on Patreon, this is all going to be repeat information. Um, if you're not subscribed to our online newsletter, why not? It's free. Just head on over to patreon.com slash the penumbra podcast. You can join. You can follow us for free. And every other week or so, you will get access to a traveler's log, a newsletter where we update you on news and Harley and I write a little thing about our creative process uh, each time. And we give you recommendations for things we've been watching, reading, playing. You get some recommendations from the cast and crew. It's, it's a great time. And especially where the these shows are coming to a close fairly soon. If you want updates on what we're planning next, what we're going to do next, because we are not disappearing off the face of the planet. At least it's not on my schedule. I, I'm not planning on disappearing off the face of the planet. The best way to do that is to follow us over there uh, because we will keep you updated every step of the way. So if you are morning like i am the endings of these shows and you are looking forward to the next thing make sure you go on over to patreon.com slash the penumbra podcast join us for free that's enough uh hemming and or hawing though let's jump into it let's talk about the release schedule for the rest of the season so these are broad dates over the course of april to may you can expect the next second citadel story the fall parts one and two from may to june you can expect another juno story uh, i'm not going to give you the title yet you're gonna have to be patient then from june to july will be the second citadel finale and the end of july slash early august will be the juno steel finale that is how close we are we are cruising towards End of July, early August, uh, this eight-year uh, set of stories uh, is coming to an end, which is wild. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. Because we are so close to the end, I do have to ask, if you have ever thought about supporting the Penumbra on Patreon, if you've ever thought about supporting us financially, if you have a friend or a family member or anybody else who has thought about supporting us financially, um, now's the time. 
it is it is not easy for me to ask for money. It's tough, but I do have to say our our support has flagged a little bit over the course of the season on Patreon, and we are sort of right on the knife's edge of being able to continue to do this and being able to do the next things that we want to do, the next big secret projects that we want to do. We get exit surveys from Patreon that say why people have stopped pledging, and the, for the vast majority of everybody, it has been financial situations changing. It's a tough time to be a person right now, so really don't stretch yourself past a point that is safe for you to pledge or up your pledge. I, I would I would feel just awful if anybody did that. But if you have any spare income that you're willing to send our way, if our stories have meant something to you, if you want to show us that they've meant something to you, if you want to see the next thing that we make, now's the time. And you get access to, at this point, a frankly insane amount of bonus content. At the $7 level, you get access to all the production scripts, which are always full of bonus stuff, um, behind the scenes stuff. And at the $10 level, you get access to uh, like hundreds of hours of commentaries at this point that range from actually serious, this is how we make the show type stuff, and extremely silly, uh, breathing with the boys, Lord Arm fan cast uh, type stuff. So it would just mean the world to us if you could support us and help us out. It is no exaggeration to say that the only thing that I want to do with my life is make stories, make stuff for you all to see. And that's only going to be possible if our support keeps up. And I and I know it's going to it's going to fall a little bit after the end of Juno and Second Citadel. So anything that you can do to show that you are going to stick with us, that you're going to help us out will make our next project more likely stronger, better. Uh, harder, better, faster, stronger, etc. And thank you so much if you're already pledging. Thank you so much just for listening. Uh, it's crazy that we've gotten to do this as long as we have. And I'm so, so grateful for it. That's enough of that, though. Uh, you all have a story to get to. So I will uh, see you later. Uh, and I'll see you in not too long for the finales to these stories. Ah, uh, good evening, traveler. And welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is Juno Steel and the Sixteen Tons. You're back. By the skin of my teeth. They must be... I don't know, changing the flight path of New Kinshasa or something, because it came out of nowhere while I was scrounging for supplies. Yes, there it is now. You know they can't get us so long as we stay in here, right? I do. <laughs> it's so strange what that place has done to us, isn't it? You really can get used to anything. What do you mean? The relief of being safe from New Kinshasa's lasers. It's so huge, and we felt it so many times. Don't you feel strangely... secure in here? It's like being indoors during a terrible rainstorm. Something about the fact that you would be so wet and miserable outside makes being inside all the sweeter. This, uh, seems like higher stakes than getting wet, Petya. You're right. Maybe I'm describing what I mean poorly. What supplies were you out looking for? I thought we had everything we needed to go to Sarasvati. We do. This isn't stuff we need, not really. Not in the same way we need an alibi or anything like that. It's... Uh, well... I, I, I thought, since we're finally leaving Brahma and everything, maybe we should have a little celebration. 
What is all of this slip? My goodness, how... All this food, and is that... Is that champagne? Oh, no, no, no. We actually call it sparkling celebration water. It's technically not called champagne, unless you're a rich dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) How how did you find all this? Uh, I've had my eye on some spots for a few years now. You know, really obvious gaps in security, broken fences, camera blind spots, locks that are just for show. You know, the kind of place you can only take from once before they really tighten things up. And I figured since we're leaving for Sarasvati tomorrow, I I mean, there was no reason not to hit those spots. It'd be kind of a waste, so... It's genius, Slip. I should have expected no less. (laughs) Thanks, Petya. Should we set everything up? Please. What's that song? What song? The song you were just humming. I hear you sing that a lot. In your sleep, sometimes. Or maybe when you're just coming out of sleep. Oh. I hardly noticed. I suppose... Why did I hear it? Oh. I suppose I heard it in Kinshasa. With him. Him? With Mag. Oh! S- sorry, sorry, that was just the bottle no, I, I didn't mean right. to. I was just startled. Uh, I think... I think I'll just sit for a moment. Listen, Petya. You don't have to talk about him if you don't want to. But if you do, you know... I'm here. I'm listening. I think I do. Something about this day, about leaving Brahma, about this small feast. Even about the shadow of New Kinshasa hanging in the air outside. It feels like I can talk about him for the first time. Like, if I don't get this all out now, it will never come out. He told me I was from there, you know. I know. That your father was from New Kinshasa, right? I thought I heard him trying that story on some other kids, too. It was just a story, but... Mag told me the story so many times that I can't just change all at once. Do you know how strange it was? To look up at the dark cloud of New Kinshasa and think both, that could kill me and that's where I belong. Longing for home and terror for my life condensed into the same little pill of a thought. And I swallowed it daily for years. Haven't you ever wondered what it might be like to live up there? The one place on Brahma where you never have to worry about death raining from the sky? It's the one place you don't have to worry about death because it is the death. A floating city only works if you have people to float over. You don't really want to live there, do you? Then you'd be just as bad as they are. It's not about what I want in reality. It's about the dream of it. You can't... Live in a dream, Petya. 
maybe not. But without dreams, how would we know what kind of life is worth living? Big dreams and big adventures. Maybe I just don't relate. Most of the time, I feel like I'm just trying to get by. That's not true, Slip. You have your work. That's a kind of dream, isn't it? I guess so, but I... But you what? I guess I just don't see what this has to do with that song you were humming, or Mag. Right. Of course. I'm sorry. I just think about it so much. Talking to someone else about it, well, I don't have much experience with it. When we were on New Kinshasa, I heard someone play that song in the town square. And those two feelings? I hated that place, and I hated everyone who lived there, but I felt more at home than I ever had before. Being there, seeing people who could have been my neighbors, it was the ultimate realization of a dream I'd been force-fed for years. How could it not have an effect on me? I heard that song, and it was like... It was like coming home. Thought I was home. But you know that's not true now, right? Perhaps. But if that isn't home, where is? I don't think I've answered that yet. It feels like I never will. Ugh. It's so difficult to describe what I mean. For years that place was my only dream and I followed it obsessively and when it turned out not to be true, the dream deflated but the space it took up inside me stayed hollow, unfilled, and what am I supposed to do with that space now? You could always fill it up again. With what? With home? Whatever that means to you now? I don't know what it means. And maybe that's okay. Maybe maybe you can't force home like that. When you look at it that way, having an empty space isn't so bad, right? It's just open and waiting for something to fill it. It It just means you're ready. For what? For the next thing. Whatever that is. How's that song go again? Maybe I could learn it too. Oh. You don't need to do that. It's silly. Our emotions are mostly silly. That doesn't make them any less real. And... I like the thought of having a song that says so much. Our dream has passed, but it's still okay that we dreamed it. You know? Yes. Yes, I suppose so. Slip, I... I... Yeah, Petya? The song. It went like this. rim, have you? You didn't make it easy. That was the idea. Nor I have... What? Well, 
finally have me where you want me. So out with it. What do you want to say to me so badly you would disregard my wishes repeatedly to say it? And I hate to admit it, but... I have to admit it, I couldn't think of a single goddamn thing in the world worth saying. My name's Juno Steele. I'm a private eye, which means fast thinking and fast talking are supposed to be my bread and butter. When I'd imagined this meeting with Nureyev, I guess I thought I'd just figure something out. Open my mouth and let my wits spin my way out of this mess, and then Nureyev and I would... Well, we would... I don't know anymore. And the way he was looking at me like something he was having trouble cleaning off the bottom of his shoe wasn't helping. Unbelievable. What? What did you think would happen, Juno? If you just showed up here, if you just pursued me long enough, I'd get tired of my life's work and follow you out of here? Your life's worth more than this, Nureyev. Who are you to say what my life is worth? Who are you to say what my work is worth? Well, the way you're going, it's not worth a hell of a lot, all right? Throwing away your life you on- You will watch your tongue. I am not throwing away my life. I am repaying someone who I owe very much. If you think that's a waste, well, that tells me all I need to know about your character. Look, I'll just say it. There's no way they're going to bring Slip back to life, Nureyev. <laughs> you're so confident in that, why? Because it's insane! How many years have they been telling you that this is going to happen? How many years have they been stringing you along while you make them filthy rich? If you were eavesdropping on us, as I suspect you were, you should know that the project is now in its final stages. And how long has it been in its final stages? How much longer will it be there? How many more years, Nureyev, until you get to live your own goddamn life again? If you'd actually read my journal, you'd understand why my life is not my own. Of course I read it. I read every goddamn word, which, by the way, thanks for not skimping on any of the goddamn details. What is that supposed to mean? It means I got the picture without the in-depth description of every stupid kiss, all right? Oh. Then that's what this is about. You're jealous. That is not it. You chase me across the galaxy and act high-minded and superior, but at its core, this is just jealousy, isn't it? Look, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I got overwhelmed. I do not want to see you anymore, Juno. What? You said it would just take those words to excise you from my life entirely, didn't you? Well, I've said them. I have no interest in seeing you any longer. None. I am done. We are finished. Do you understand me? Yeah. I get you. So I guess I'll just go now. No. I... What? I... That is, you... <laughs> As if I would believe that you would truly leave that easily. No, I think you caused me enough difficulty that I should see you out myself. Then can I rest easy knowing you're really gone? You're showing me the door? And I'm ensuring that you make it out of here without detection. Slip's care is already in such a precarious position, I don't doubt that they'd cancel the project entirely if a Juno steel sized road bump were to appear. Noreev, I don't Out get... of the closet and follow me. I... What? Noreev? Noreev? Where the hell are you going? Front door. But this isn't the way I came. Well, I've been in this building many more times and for many more years than you, so it's so difficult to believe that I would know several ways around. Now be quiet and follow me. You've caused enough trouble. I wasn't paying attention to where my feet were bringing me. Those words kept echoing in my head. I do not want to see you anymore. My hands and feet were numb and my head felt hot. Red hot, like I was just a floating fireball of confusion and hurt. I'd failed. I'd chased Nureyev across the galaxy, and I'd failed spectacularly. It was just... over. 
Nureyev took us up a long staircase, then through a sliding door into a familiar hallway. When I looked back at the door after we passed through it, I saw nothing but one of those wall panels with a poster that read, Sleep when you're dead. I wondered how many secret passages like that ran through this place. The front door should be just down the hall this way. And then it's over between us. Do you hear me, Juno? Over. Yeah, I heard you the first time. Perhaps we can get you out of here without causing any kind of disturbance. Wouldn't that be a treat? Keep your eyes open for him. I'll call Mr. Doppel for more instructions on what we're to do with Rose once we find him. Do you hear someone? In the direction we're headed? Ah, of course. We'll hide and wait for them to clear out, but then you're gone. Yeah, okay, I get it. Jeez. This is Phaser. We're set up at the entrance to the building. What are your directions for when we find Rose? Eliminate him. He can't know how much he's seen. And the publication? What do we tell them? They complain about losing a reporter. Tell them we'll buy them a new one. Just don't let Rose leave this building alive. Understood. I've finished my task and will assist in the search shortly. Double out. Yeah, okay, so she's pretty mad because I might have uh, locked her in one of the workrooms. So, what do we do now? We? What makes you think we are doing anything? Come on, Nurea, if you're really just going to let me die... Really? Juno? Look at this face. This is the face of a guy you'd want to see dead, because I wouldn't be nearly as pretty dead. Nereev? Follow me. Where are we going? Somewhere to hide. I made it in and out of this building without detection before, but not without the help of Mr. Doppel and his associates. I'll have to come up with something. We? I... There is a world of possibilities between I will leave you to die and I want to see you again, Juno. Don't get this confused. Done here, we are done with each other for good. Unless? Unless nothing! If you can't respect my work, if you can't respect everything I've given up after everything I've told you. Nareev, I'm trying to save you. I don't need saving. Yeah, you do. You're just caught up in the We same. are done discussing this. You must have had a plan for getting back out of here. Unless you just expected me to save you again. I've got a way out, alright? That's so good, I know you'll trust her too. Rita. Rita. Goodness, someone with the brain was involved in this travesty. Just one problem, though. Of course there is. We need a comms. Rita can hack into the building systems remotely if I call her on the comms, but without that, she's locked out. This place isn't connected to the net anywhere. A comms. Wonderful. And where are we supposed to get one of those? Damn. And they took yours at the door, too? I don't come in through that door, but yes, they confiscate whatever burner comms I'm currently using when I enter the building. <laughs> you don't come through the front door? Maybe we can get one out of here. One time, Juno, I can only access that entrance with the executive's assistance. We'll need Rita to access the building systems in order to use it ourselves. And in order to do that, we'll need a comms. I think I heard one of the execs say they had a comms, the one they're calling Mr. Doppel. Wonderful. And how precisely do you recommend we relieve Mr. Doppel of his comms without him noticing? See, I don't know if you know this kind of insider tech, but back when we were on the car blanche, Buddy taught me a thing or two about pickpocketing. And this makes you an expert, does the it? The trick to pickpocketing is less than how you get your hand in their pocket and more than how you distract them from your hand in their pocket. Is this making any sense? Would you like me to go slower? Do you know? So all we need is a distraction and we're good. What distraction do you propose? Might be a little too dangerous for me to distract them myself. Unless... Is that clock accurate? Yes, it appears to be. Five minutes to the hour. Why? We got five minutes to find Mr. Doppel and get into position. Spread out and find him. We can't know what he's seen. Well, there's our target, and what precisely is into position? We'll figure that out when we get there. We're going after him. Follow me. No, you will follow me. I still know this facility better than you. After sneaking about a minute in the wrong direction, Nureyev pressed on a panel of wall, and it slid open again. He brought us into another hidden hallway, looked around quickly to see if any other identical executives were anywhere near, and did something I hadn't seen him do since we crashed the Utgard Express years ago. 
He pulled a plasma cutter out of his pocket and cut a neat doorway in a nearby hall. Then, with motions quick and sharp as whip cracks, he grabbed the panel he'd cut away before it hit the ground and coated its sides in a strange, slick substance. He sealed it back in place behind us after we passed through its carved-out passage into the space between the walls. He did all this with a smoothness I recognized from our year of thieving together. It was the way he moved when he'd rehearsed a tricky maneuver in his head for hours, planned exactly the way he'd hold himself as he picked a lock dangling upside down, or just how he'd cock his head to make it through a moving laser field unsinged. But it was also the way he moved sometimes when he made a joke, and that's how I always knew he was unsure about it, watching carefully to see if it would land. Then it hit me like a mega heifer that I'd probably never get to see him do that again. It hit me in the stomach, specifically. I remember I felt my breakfast bruise over. Juno? You were the one who said we had to hurry. Oh, uh, right. Sorry. I believe we saw him walking down the hall towards the central workroom. Is that the one with all the desks they play musical chairs with? I believe so, yes. Good. You told me once that with pockets on your side, you'd get into just about anybody's crowd, right? I could what? Crowd on your side. Anybody's pockets. I mean, sorry. I'm, I'm a little distracted. I think you better find some focus quickly because our five minutes is nearly up. Just cut into the room he's in and be ready to move. Why? Because everybody swaps desks on the hour. That sound? Yeah, it's the sound of us missing our only shot. Now move. He cut a square out of the wall in three clean, straight strokes. It was barely big enough to crouch through, but he pushed it open and crouched low enough to squeeze through. He turned back towards me and said, If we get split up, meet me in the zero-gravity playroom. What? Why? We don't have time. Just do it. Then we slipped into the crowd so smoothly I lost sight of him within a few seconds. I had the advantage of knowing where he was headed, though so I kept my eye on the only person in that crowd not moving. The executive they called Mr. Doppel. I saw him a moment later, lurking near Doppel's pocket. So long as he moved fast, he should have been in and out of there unseen. But there's just one problem with going unseen, and it's that nobody can uh, see you. Including the CMP worker trying to hustle to a new desk who tripped right over Nereev, knocking him hard into Mr. Doppel. <laughs> The executive was about to see Nureyev and the whole string of events that would follow unraveled in my mind. If they caught him with his hand in their pockets, they certainly wouldn't be working with him anymore. And so it all just happened the way Nureyev said it would. They'd drop the slip project, and everything he'd worked for for decades would go straight down the drain. All because he'd taken the time to make sure I got out of the CNP offices without a laser hole between my eyes. It would be my fault, in other words. I didn't think I could live with that. So, I set myself up to die with it instead. Hey, Doppel! Doppel, you looking for me? Mr. Doppel, that's him. That's Rose. Just try and catch me. Security team, do not let him get away. I stayed watching long enough to see Doppel turn where Nereev bumped into him a moment before and find nobody there at all. Then I ran, because there were about 20 security guards trying to cram into the little opening Nereev had carved out, and I wasn't about to see what they'd do to me if they caught me. But here's the thing about when 20 guys all try to cram into the wall at the same time. They can't. The little gap in the wall didn't hold them for long, though, and soon I could hear the whole crowd of them chasing behind me. I didn't know the facility as well as Nureyev did, and it wasn't exactly easy to navigate while trapped inside the walls, but I tried to remember the direction Phaser had taken me earlier that day. Once I thought I saw one of the wall panels Nureyev had moved. I tried removing it, but I couldn't get it to budge. 
on. Come on. Well, that's one way out. Time to get moving. I was only a few doors away from the zero-gravity playroom. I didn't know what Nereev had planned in there, but I didn't have time for any other options either. Nereev wasn't there, but I wasn't alone for very long. Well, looks like you're cornered, Mr. Rose. Finally. You have a gun? I told you, we all wear many hats at CNP. Head of security happens to be one of mine. That was a warning shot. You're coming with me, Mr. Rose, but I'll let you choose whether you're coming dead or alive. You're cutthroat, aren't you? So is business, and I would do anything for CMP. Anything. Well, Mr. Rose, which will it be? I was completely surrounded, and it occurred to me for just a second that maybe Nereev was done with me, and this is how I was going to find out. Maybe he was going to let them catch me and let that solve his Juno Steel problem for good. I didn't even notice the tall, lean figure standing by the control panel in the corner of the room. Not until he turned a dial on that panel and I felt my feet start to lift off the floor. Damn it, what's going on? Push off something and catch him. I don't think it's going to be so easy for you. Read it? Pulse? Read it? Listen, that room's got about a billion sentences, okay? So you're gonna have to figure out something while I figure out which one of these sentences to press. You know, your aim with a blaster is certainly something. How about with a dodgeball? Let's find out. Not too shabby. Yes, but I think it's only angled him. Evasive maneuvers. Sounds good. Hold them still and I'll take care of them. Are you worried about Doppel or one of the other executives seeing you? I saw Mr. Doppel head back to the basement on my way here. I suspect he's guarding the Dakana Group's project personally. Would you still come in to save me if he was here? See why we need to linger on unpleasantness? Maria! Are you two ever gonna stop fighting? It seems to me like you got bigger shrimps to fry. Any thief worth his salt knows how to multitask. Have you had any luck finding the controls to the doorway out of here? Secret passage out of this office is in the zero gravity playroom? Why? It's highly customizable, for one thing. For another, the employees can only use it when they're on break. Which is how often? Be sure to answer that the first time I ever see anybody go on break without losing their job. Oh. Damn it. Hold still. Hey, watch it. Put somebody's eye out with that thing. Grab him. If I had my hand on that blaster, I'd show her how to use it. Do you think you could clear the guards from this room? Do I think? Come on, I know it hasn't been that long since we worked together. Really, we're going to need to distract you. Something a bit more substantial than these balls, I think. Uh, um, uh, uh, Rita? Going out of bounds, the G-Ball gets you zapped about 50,000 volts. That's 
why it's only the best sport ever. Well, it used to be tennis long spikes until the stinky blood sport fan passed, and it just ain't ever been the same. Yeah, still not super sold on this whole sports thing. Just the first now, though. Ready, Nurev? This shouldn't be too difficult. Only touch the unmarked panels of wall, remember? Right. Nureyev and I had done enough zero-g thief training with the Arinkos that navigating around the playroom was no problem. The guards hadn't, though. Nobody ever got to take a break to use the playroom, after all. And that made them sitting ducks, just floating there, waiting for us to catch them. The thing about moving in zero-g is there's no way to move without pushing off something. You can't swim in the air because it's not as dense as water. So on the Rayev took care of the goons along the way, I set my course towards Phaser, using the guards floating in the air in front of her as stepping stones to get there. Stepping stones I pushed into a 50,000 volt trap, so maybe the metaphor doesn't hang together all that great, but you get the idea. Stop him! Somebody stop balls! Don't come any closer! Don't! Don't take that! My blaster! Let me show you how to use this thing as phaser. See? That's not so hard. Excellent shooting, Juno! Miss Phaser, have you succeeded in capturing Rose? I... 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 Answer the short range until I have to call off the goons. But... Do it. Yes, Mr. Dobble? Yes, you have succeeded. Well, you see, that is... The security went to the zero gravity plane. I don't and... have time for this. I have to deliver a particular test subject to the loading bay for further experimentation. The security risk in this facility is now too great. Continue your pursuit on your own. But Mr. Double! This day has already failed me in a great many capacities, my associates, and I should warn you that my patience is very thin. Do not make me exercise my frustration on you. Double out. But Mr. Doppel, Rose is still free, and he's working with someone at... Mr. Doppel! Mr. Doppel! That seems like too little too late, Miss Phaser. Enjoy your nap. Something gives me the impression that you don't usually get to take those around here. Why don't we circle back, put this on the back burner for a second, get all our ducks in a row, and talk deliverables. I mean, you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours, so let's see if we can leverage a robust solution to... <laughs> that was a handful. Rita, you can turn the gravity on again. Any luck with that secret exit? Finally get out of here. Nureyev, what's the holdup? Nureyev! They're bringing a secret test subject into a voting bay. I think that must be Slip, but... I've never seen them move Slip from that room. So? So where are they bringing him? They've always told me that all of their experiments took place here. Where else could they be bringing him for further experimentation, particularly if they're almost ready to give up on his project? You want to go after him, don't you? I have to. Then I'm coming with you. Juno. I'm coming with you. I mean, besides, I'm even more implicated in this than you are. Fine. But take that blaster with you at the very least. Slips on that gun. I'd recognize it anyway. 
follow me and be silent. With the security team out cold, it wasn't so hard to make our way back to the underground base of the Dokana group. And maybe it was the silence we had to move in, but my nerves were ragged. Something bad was going down, I knew that by instinct. I just had no idea how bad it was going to get. I managed to hold strong until we saw the executive push Slip's body into a doorway at the end of the hall. We waited for him to come out. He didn't come out. I have to see what's in there. Nureyev, wait. What, Juno? What could possibly be so important? It wasn't as important as what Nureyev was worried about, and I knew it. But something about that hall, the silence, the tension in the air, felt suddenly like I had things to say, and if I didn't get them out now, I might never get them out. I just... I just want to say I'm sorry for not listening when you asked me not to come for all of it. But I just... I care about you. I'm worried about you. I can take care of myself. I know you can. You wouldn't have made it this far if you couldn't, but sometimes by yourself... All you can manage to do is keep up with the way things are. You know what I mean? You spend all your energy paddling to keep your head above water and you don't have any left to actually swim. But you can't paddle forever, and if you don't get to land, eventually you're going to drown. I don't want that for you, so... Just know that whatever's on the other side of this door, I'll help you with it. I want to be part of it, because even if you never want to see me again, I want you to be okay. Juno. I just... Please, Norayev. Please just let me help you. Juno, get out of my way. Please. All right. I stepped aside. Nureyev opened the door, and neither one of us was ready for what we saw on the other side. <gasps> we saw Slip Jackson, of course. A thin shadow beneath a thin blanket. And next to him we saw another bed just like his, with another person lying on it, and another, and another, and another, rows of them, stretching on and on down the corridor. People hooked up to machines that forced their organs into operation. People who were dead and, presumably, waiting for their tickets back to life. How many Slip Jacksons were they keeping in here, lost in the space between life and death? And how many Peter Nureyevs were they keeping on the leash? pushing them for everything they had, squeezing them dry over years or decades. The executives, Mr. Doppel and all the rest, had stolen something more precious from Nureyev than he'd ever stolen for their sake. They'd stolen his story. Nureyev had always thought of himself as a kind of martyr, a lone sacrifice on the altar of Slip Jackson. But that wasn't it at all. He was just a rube, one of hundreds it looked like, reduced to one little cog in the Dokana Group machine. I looked at Peter Nureyev then, at the cold shock and hard anger in his eyes. I'd never seen him push this far before, and frankly, I had no idea what he'd do. I only knew I'd be there to see it through. If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider supporting the Penumbra. You can do so by buying our merchandise. Just go to thepenumbrapodcast.com and click on the store tab. You can also make a one-time donation to the Penumbra via PayPal at the Penumbra Podcast. Or, if you'd like to keep our stories running in the long term, we hope you will support us on Patreon. 
Every dollar helps. At just $4 per episode or higher, you will receive ad-free episodes two days before the public release. At the $7 level, you will gain access to behind-the-scenes content and production scripts. And at the $10 level, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from actor Noah Symes and co-creators Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. Harley, was that for the... the um section where all the balls come out you yeah. could only find two ball sounds. only effects. two balls i had to do it all with two balls but it sounds great it sounds like a cacophony <laughs> of balls <laughs> who, who among us hasn't had to do it all with two balls, two balls. <laughs> oh my god uh no i'm actually really really pleased with it so i'm a little nervous cool. about the sequence in part two because i haven't at the time of this recording i haven't designed it yet but i'm i'm excited i think it's really fun um, anyway, that action sequence is delightful and very silly. We would like to give special thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Juno G, Eska, Bettina Trevino, Alim Muktadir, Brittany Potter, Sophia and Juno Adler, The Emerald Eighth is Podcast Haha, The P.I., The Train, and The Knights, Mr. Me, Myself, and I, Kira, Jack M. Cohen, Girl in the Midnight Sky. Thank you, Penumbra Team, for your amazing work. Braylon. Hannah and Leah's adventures in gender shenanigans. The Lady Guinevere hopes Rita's having a nice time in the cafe. Shelley Schrode. Kevin, please say butts on live recording, thanks. Jammy. Osipit. Evit Connie. Diana Cause. Benjamin Fisher. SCP Chloe. Desert Willow is another day older and deeper in debt. Theo Alex Dean. June Gishoku. Skyfire Forever. The Lady Has Claimed Another One, Jay Hull. Stryker Flynn. Anna Maria Rodriguez. Liv Allen. Alice the Time Lord. In Memory of Spiral Opal. Eden the Gay Bookworm. Michael David Smith. It's a Hard Day to Be a Scaly. Kiki's Podcast Patronage Service. Caroline Seidman, Radius Elna, Rain and Pippin from the Glen Dimension, Karen ZH, Genetic, Menchowski, Ash, Jamie Gunter, and Angel Acevedo for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steel and the Sixteen Tons, was told by the following people Joshua Elon as Juno Steel, Kate Jones as Rita, Linda Garcia as Phaser. Stuart Evans Smith as the executives, Ellie DeSartels as Slip Jackson, and Noah Symes as Peter Nureyev. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about the full production team, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.